This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, welcome to Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and I am joined by my friend, Giselle. Hello. <laughs> and, uh, we are doing this across the ocean. We've got like half the Pacific Ocean between us. I am in my grandson's bedroom in Hilo, Hawaii, and Giselle is in her closet oh. in Ridgecrest. <laughs> We're all avoiding noise. Um, so uh, if you want to look like or know what it looks like at my grandson's house, if you check us out on our Facebook page for uh, Celebrate Recovery at RCA Church, we've been doing some recording here uh, on the patio, looking out at their backyard, so you can check that out. Shameless plug for CR at RCA Church. Um, this is podcast where we try to take messes, turn them into messages, and we try to make a little bit of brightness in everybody's week. One of the ways that we put brightness into your week is by going out on social media and doing things. So you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm trying to post some pictures uh, from Hawaii on the Instagram and the Twitter. So check those things out. Every once in a while, we like to give things away on the uh, Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook. So check those uh, different sources out and share with people. Listen, folks, the only way that people know about this show is if you tell them uh, and uh, do things to help us get up in the ratings and sharing it and putting the word out there on different social media platforms is a great way to do that. You can also go onto your favorite podcatcher and give us a rating or a review or a rating and a review would be even better. And that helps us to get bounced up in the, uh, the algorithms that it uses to, to track people and send new people our way. So uh, we really appreciate if you do that. If you want to support the show financially, we are 100% listener supported. So just like you would go uh, to Starbucks and maybe pay for a drink and give them a tip, you can give us a tip by going to messituppodcast.com, click on the become a patron button, and you can become a Patreon member, a supporter of the show for as little as a dollar a month. Yeah, and, uh, that really helps the show to go. We really appreciate all of our people. It's so fun doing this with Giselle uh, in person, but here online, there's a little bit of a lag and I see her and I, she always, you know, knows exactly what to say when I stop there, but it was funny, her face. Uh, I wish that we had a video of this because it was really good. I am going to take the infamous picture of the podcast right now, Giselle, and uh, put that up on, on things. So yeah, give us your, your best. Oh, that's fantastic. Wait, hold on. That's better. I had the camera in front of my face, and so it looked a little bit silly. But we really do appreciate all that everybody does to help get the show out there. Uh, if you become a patron, you get a free copy of my book, which is called Still in Beta. That is available on Amazon Kindle. It's also available through Apple Books, and you can also get a uh, paperback version of it in print through Amazon. So uh, check that out. Still in Beta by Paul Pippin is out there if you want to get it. All right. I don't think I've got anything else to do with uh, that. So let's jump in here, Giselle. I have got a fun word of the week here, and it is one that is, you've got to pronounce it correctly. Uh, I don't know if it is like, uh, you know, where it comes from, what the etymology of it is, but the word is imbroglio, and it's uh, I-M-B-R-O-G-L-I-O. Some people say imbroglio, but it's imbroglio. And what it is, is it's an extremely confused, complicated, or embarrassing situation. And I thought, holy mattress, if that doesn't scream, <laughs> mess it up podcast, what does, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Imbro- so, imbroglio. Imbroglio. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to get caught up in some sort of an imbroglio with your in-laws at uh, Christmas time, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so use that in a sentence. Uh, give yourself 10 points for each time you do, and the world will thank you for your genius. All right. So uh, I, I gave Giselle a couple of options when we started off. Uh, I like to have the, the show be just a natural conversation. So I asked her to choose what was behind door number one or door number two, and she chose to go behind door number two, which is a quote that I heard. I was watching a TV show on Netflix called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, and it is David Letterman's uh, talk show that he does on uh, Netflix, and he had Dave Chappelle on, and Dave Chappelle said this. The more room you leave for redemption, the more room you leave for people to be honest. And I thought, wow, Mm. that is really a a deep thought. I I just, I really like that idea. I'm gonna send that to you, Giselle, by the way, in in the chat, just so you can have it in front of you. Um, But it, you know, it, it, it seems like People like to like this, the, the idea of being honest can be scary at times because people don't want to get caught uh, in a lie. They don't want to get caught in an embarrassing situation. And so they will just lie about something like, oh, that wasn't me. And if you don't believe it, go ask a kid about something that they'll get in trouble for. Ever since, oh, kids, they're so honest. They just say whatever's on. They're just so honest. Like, honest kids are. No, kids are liars. If they get in trouble, yes. they'll lie about it. They, they'll fall down. If they think crying will get it, make it better, they'll cry. If they think being quiet will make it better, they'll make it quiet. They'll, kids know from an early age how to get around that thing. Oh, yeah. And Grayson's to the point where we put him to sleep, and he's like, scary, scary, because he knows, like, mama's a sucker. Yeah. Oh, they figure it out. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how quickly they figure stuff like that out? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I wanted to break this into a couple of different thoughts. First of all, just gut reaction when you hear that, when you, what, what, where did your mind go when you heard me give you that quote from Dave Chappelle? Um, well, I, how did I bring up the chat? Um, I'll just read it to you again. Okay, here it is. Four rooms for redemption. The more room you leave for people to be honest. Um, okay, yeah. So what really stuck out to me was the definitely the more room you leave people to be honest, just because I feel like Andrew and I have the same the problem where it's like we wanna be right, but then that makes the other one be like, No, I don't wanna be honest with you because we're not humbled especially me I am like I don't want to seem like an idiot so I get angry when people are honest with me but then that just scares people it it makes them like you can't have a real friendship if you have to tiptoe around each other right yeah you know well it's like and, and it can be different especially between you know depending on the level of friendship that you have with a person I have certain friends that I'll be like hey your zipper's down I have another friend it was a female. I was uh, standing by this person one time and their zipper was down. I was like, 
I can't say that their zipper's down because I don't want them to think I was checking out their zipper. And yeah. so I didn't say anything. Uh, and I had a, a person that I knew one time and she always said, tell me, look, if I've got spinach in my teeth, tell me. If I've got toilet paper stuck to my shoe or coming out of the back of my pants, let me know. I don't want to be embarrassed. So yeah, it'll be a little embarrassing when you tell me, but it'll save me multitudes of embarrassment. I thought, wow, that's such a, an open you know, position to have on that. And I don't know that I'm always yeah. that way because I think, yeah, I want to know about it, but then I don't want you to tell me. I just want to be able to find out or something. You know, I, I don't like to be told when I'm wrong, even though it gives me a chance to be more right. Yeah, definitely. And it like almost upsets me when people are honest with me and I get embarrassed because it's like, I'm not stupid. Like, I promise I'm not stupid. Like, <laughs> but I guess well, I have me, to remember. <laughs> I don't worry about people being stupid. I just worry about people being mad and, and not liking me, holding yeah. it against me, you know, or like, oh man, you know, I don't want to say this to him because if I say this, this might be the last time we talk. And if I don't say it, well, I didn't get to tell him what I was thinking, but at least we get to talk again. And yeah. my, my codependency, my insecurity comes in and just roams around like a bull in a china shop with my brain. Yeah. And I feel like it's like a sweet line between honesty and being judgmental, right? Yes. Oh, that's funny. My granddaughter wanted to video <laughs> chat with me. I feel like every time you're recording with me, like, <laughs> listen, that's because my granddaughter wants to video chat with me a lot. She loves me so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what were you saying before she interrupted us? Um, we were talking about that thin line between <laughs> honesty and, and judgmental. Yes. Being judgmental. Right. Like, when do you know it's a good time to be honest? That's, uh, that's a, that's a great question. That really is. And I don't know, is it one of those things? Do you think it's, you know, dependent on not necessarily the situation, but definitely on the relationship? I think that affects it a lot because yeah. the more intimate or lengthy, the more strengthened the relationship is, the more opportunity I'll, or more, more, I'll probably take a chance to be honest, but then yeah. it might be a bell curve where then if you get super close to a person, maybe not as honest. Um, I feel too, though, like if you're trying to, you know, if, how do you know you could have a long-term relationship with someone if you don't, if you're not honest with them either? Exactly. How does that come into play for you, Giselle, as you, well, does it come into play? Because for me, there's definitely some stuff because of my past it comes into play when I meet people. When do I tell them about my past? Hmm. Does that, do you have anything where it's like, okay, I can let the people into the, the living room, but I mean, is there much of a basement that you have to protect before you let a person in to really know like, okay, at some point they're going to find out this about me and it's going to change the way they feel? I don't, honestly, I don't have anything like that. Oh, this was going to be digging into the secrets time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I yeah don't. for me, and that's... I mainly, honestly, like, for me, it's more so, like, I have trust issues, but I don't have anything. 
at least I don't think I have anything that people would be scared of. But I think because I put up that guard, it's hard for me. Yeah. And for me, it's difficult because I, when I meet a new person as a friend, it's a little easier in CR because we're supposed to have problems. If I go to a new place to work, it's difficult. When I go to a new church or social group, it's difficult because I have to, you know, because they're going to find out about my ugly past. And then yeah. there's some people want to know about it from me. And they're like, oh, well, you kept this from me. And then they're, they feel hurt or lied to because I didn't bring it up sooner. Other people, like I have some people who still, like I've known them for close to 20 years. And like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know those things. And they won't come see my testimony. They won't read my book. They're great friends with me. They love me, but they just, they're like that. I don't know that person. I don't want to know that person. And so I'm not going to even ask, but that becomes a difficult thing for me to know when, because I don't know if there's room for redemption in the relationship. That I think that boils it down to that right there. If I know that there's room for redemption, I'm going to be a lot more open to being honest. And that's why I think at, in recovery settings, there's more room for redemption. Although that's not always true because I mean, I got burned pretty bad um, when my past came out one time uh, in, in a recovery setting that I was in where they wanted me to do something and then they found out they about my past and they didn't want me to do it. And there yeah. are times when I've been asked to come share my testimony at recovery groups. And I always tell them, hey, read my testimony before you ask me to be here, you know, make sure. You, and I've had people say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Our, our group is not ready to hear this. Yeah. I mean, and when, when does it become like deceptive, right? Like, yes. Like if you hold out too long, it's like, okay, are people going to think I'm just trying to deceive them? (laughs) Well, and then um, a great example of that, when I was working at Starbucks, we were really big on Relay for Life. And so we were doing our Relay for Life event and our store hosted a, we had just a coffee shop up at the relay and we just sold, we didn't sell. We gave away free coffee uh, all 24 hours of the relay to people and different, uh, you know, employees would come up and and work the booth uh, during the event. And I was there the whole time because I was the team captain. So I was there and my boss's husband came up and he didn't know anything about my past, but he knew that I was in jail or something like that. And he's like, well, it's not like you went in jail for like, you know, like you're a child molester, you know, sex offender or anything mm. like that. And I was like, yeah, 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 exactly. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so I don't want to go along with this because it's a lie. I don't want to stop him there in the, you know, front of the, everybody at the Relay for Life and say, oh, time out. You know, by the way, I happen to be registered offender. Uh, and I could see my boss dying she just wanted to crawl into a hole and like everything she, she just got over there real quick and just got him to shut up, you know, because she knew where it was going and what I was going through, but that can be difficult depending on how it comes out and that deception. Yeah. It, people don't want to be deceived. They don't want to be lied to. I don't. And it's a hard thing to call. And I don't think there's any solid rules. Like this is black. This is white on it. It, I think it's very situational you have to feel that kind of thing out. Um, and I know yeah. we've, I've asked you this before, 
but just in case people haven't listened to all 152 shows or the ones that you've been on anyway, um, you know, when you first met me, you didn't know my past. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So what was your impression of me when we first met? What, what did you think about this guy, Paul? Because for people to know, you know, Andrew started coming and playing music at Celebrate Recovery and then Giselle started coming and just kind of helping out and supporting and, and, and hanging out. What was your impression of me before you knew? Um, just that this was an, an eccentric, <laughs> using big words. Yeah. <laughs> eccentric. Eccentric? Yes. Yeah. Person. And honestly, like, just a regular guy that extrovert. Yeah. With a smoking hot wife. Yeah. And I was like, how did that happen? But you know. people say that all the time. Man, did I, I marry know. up? <laughs> um, what? How did you find out about me? Uh, I was nosy and I looked at your testimony. I forgot what you said on a Friday. But I was like, hmm, I'm a little nosy. And I was going through a hard time. So I really wanted to listen to testimonies and know that I wasn't like alone. Uh -huh. But it just so happened that by me looking at testimonies, I found out a really big secret. Yeah. Or not secret, but a really big like fact. Like thing. An imbroglio. That no one an op opportunity yeah. for an imbroglio. Oh, smoke like a uh, bomb were you when you were looking for testimonies were you in cr yet and i air quoted for the listeners there were you were you a cr person or were you still just on the fringes and coming on friday nights to support andrew yeah we were just just going there because andrew wanted to do worship and we weren't involved and i think that's what began us being involved you know like i think and i i I feel bad for the people that find out your secret before knowing you because I feel like because we were really close to you guys or we were getting kind of close to you guys, it was easy for Andrew and I to be like, okay, like, yeah, definitely did not see that yeah. coming. And, and I feel like like you gained my trust by just being yourself versus me knowing uh, your secret and just like putting my guard up, you know, because I right. feel like I put my guard up for people. And I think that there is that, you know, that's been my experience is that people, most people uh, won't want to invest the time or effort to get to know me if the first thing they find out is my past. Yeah. Uh, if I wait too long, I find that people get hurt and they're like, why did you keep that from me? Um, yeah. and, and it's not an easy thing to bring up, especially uh, with someone like yourself who's a female. Like, oh, by the way, while we're standing here having coffee, I just want to let you know uh, this about me. Yeah. Um, and so it is, it's, it's tricky to do that. Uh, but it kind of brings us into 
uh, the song of the week that we have. This was suggested by listener Kevin in California, um, who said that he was just listening to the song and it wrecked him. Um, and I thought, wow, this is a great song for this. I was not familiar with the song, uh, but we'll play a little bit of it. We'll come back and talk about it. But this is a song called Who I Am Hates Who I've Been by Reliant K. So we're going to play about 90 seconds of it. We'll be back on the other side to let you know our thoughts and uh, keep going from there. So here's 90 seconds of Reliant K. So it turns out I have heard that song. I remember when it hit the, the hook, I was like, oh, I, I do remember that song, but it's been a long time. And when Gigi said, well, tell them what you said when you heard me tell the song. Oh, I was so excited because it was like my first CD in like, what, middle school? And uh, I, I was, I'm surprised because this was always played on MTV. Like this was really? one of their songs that I'm pretty sure this is one of the songs that they were like popular in the secular world too. Wow. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's funny. So what stands out on this one for you, G? Um, well, because I haven't listened to it in forever and how much I've grown in like, I don't know, I probably heard it like ooh, 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of like seeing it in new eyes. Like I'm not seeing it as a, like a love song where like this guy, this girl broke up with him because he was being dumb, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely see it more in the light of, you know, being of the world and how talking about how I've done so many things because I've been trying to be part of the world but or of the world but I should be trying to be like Jesus yeah. and um one of the lyrics here um uh keep uh, 
her was good. It was about keeping things bottled up, bottled inside, and finally begun to create some a treasure though that I'll soon blow up. And I am so notorious for keeping things bottled up so, so much. And so that really stuck to me. And uh, it gets to the point where like, God's like, are you ready? Like, come on, like, aren't you, you know, aren't you about to like blow up? And I think that's what one of the things that brought me to celebrate recovery or to be more so to be more involved in celebrate recovery because I had so much bottled up. I had so much hate and resentment, resentment that I was holding on for years and I had nowhere else to go but to build my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the, the, um, pre-chorus just got everything in it i'm like oh that's the one oh nope that's the one. oh that's the one. but it's just my life stop right yeah. there that's exactly where i you know see that line i never should have crossed it mm-hmm. and i wish i could take that back and i think oh my gosh that was my life when i came into recovery that it's just oh why why did you do that why did you do that it's like watching a person you know backing up in a parking lot and and seeing the post that they're going to hit that they don't see you're like no 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 don't do this and that's my life just in slow motion and yeah it's yeah and and the thing is i i don't like who i've been but i i would change it because i don't want how that got but but i wouldn't be who i am without that so i have to embrace it and and it's that strange thing of i don't i don't love my past but I love what yeah. my past has made me into and yeah. where it has brought me and how I've been able to use it. So I try to embrace that in that mm-hmm. way, but I wouldn't want it on anybody. I mean, yeah, not at all. And I, it, it sucks because it's like, almost like it's this weird thing of not loving the pain you went through, but accepting it because yeah. I was like, I was like crying to my mom the other day of like, oh my gosh, like, like just being so frustrated with my dad, like every time I see him and she's was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I should have never married him. I should have never been so naive. And I'm just like, and like, I stopped crying there and I was like, but I wouldn't have like, I like, I'm so close to my grandma, which is like, my dad's mom like that wouldn't be my grandma if my mom didn't marry my dad and have kids you wouldn't be you yeah I wouldn't have I wouldn't have married Andrew and I wouldn't have come to Ridgecrest and met you and Bev I'd be missing out on a whole nother daughter (laughs) and son and grandchild yeah (laughs) yeah so it's just so weird to think like, yeah, I'm upset. Like, I wish I, like my dad was different or even if I had a different dad, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, well, I'm not that upset because I'm where I am. All the good stuff wouldn't have been the good stuff if exactly that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so weird. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Going back to our quote from uh, Dave Chappelle here, and it, I just really think it's funny on a Christian podcast that we're just focusing on a quote from Dave Chappelle. Um, yeah. Didn't you also quote like a 
heavy metal person like a while I, ago I too. Some, <laughs> some strange quotes yes yes um when i look at this i see this in two parts the more room you leave for redemption the more room you leave for people to be honest do you feel like this is something for the action on giselle's part alone not on everybody else is not the royal you but but you giselle personally do you feel like you need to leave more room for redemption or do you need people to leave you more room for redemption so that you can be honest do you need which direction do you see this most needed in your personal life because uh, i see it that i i want people i want more redemption from people so that i can be honest with people and and deal with because i don't want to hide my past i want to be able to just take it and deal with it like the people like you like the people who are on this show you know pastor dan pastor heather my wife and you know just these people who will love me in spite of my past or maybe even because of my past because i see that i'm not that man anymore so i feel like i need that and i feel because i want that redemption so desperately i try to give that room to people yeah maybe i'm imagining that but uh, i think no, that, that I, i'm open to people to give them redemption i think the funny thing is i feel i want to be more like you where i feel like you're able to take that criticism and i feel like I think it's so interesting watching you and seeing how upset other people get at how you get treated, but how accepting you have become and how like, oh, well, I did the crime. Like, this is, you know, what I get kind of thing. And I think for me, it's like, I second guess myself a lot and I think that's hard for me to look past when someone's being honest to me like for example like I guess I I can't think I guess like how uh like if I could get if I get upset at someone right and someone tells me like oh you hurt me in this way it's like okay I could I could forgive them and and be like oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to but i will hold that on against myself all the time like i can't get past that yeah does that make sense and is that, is that do you think that there's anything because i have a, a, a thought and it's not just to come to me now but i've had this thought that um i don't have the carrot of perfection out in front of me my perfection carrot is gone. 20 mm -hmm. years ago, got destroyed, it'll never come back. Other people still have that opportunity for a perceived perfection. So they have to still maybe perform towards that idea of perfection. And I already know I've had the major fail so I can let my guard down. Um, mm. I was watching a soccer game yesterday and the team was behind three to one. So they didn't have to play defensively. They just let it go. They just went for it. And they were all over the other team. They couldn't score, but they were just attacking like crazy because they had nothing to lose. You know, losing 3-1, losing 4-1, it's still a loss. So you go yeah. for it. And that, I think, is partly how I live my life is I just go for it because that idea of perfection is gone. So I, I don't always have to hold that up and maintain a level of perfection that other people might have to to seem appropriate or acceptable. 
that is so funny because I feel like that's how I felt. I was so like, I feel like I was so much more outgoing when I first moved to Ridgecrest because I knew like no one. Mm -hmm. And like, I had no family around that, like that I could, I could hang, I could basically hang around anyone and be whoever I wanted. But I think it's like being more vulnerable like in CR, I'm more vulnerable. And I think Satan at the same time tries to hold that against me while it's like, well, people know you now. Yeah. Like now, like you need this, you need to keep it up. Like you can't let your guard down. Right. Or else like the, the, you know, the old, like the mistakes you did before you moved to Ridgecrest, like they're going to see you're a bad person. You're, you're, an angry person and a judgmental person right mm. uh, yeah well interesting well thanks dave Chappelle, for giving us yeah. something to think about um and i do challenge this dave Chappelle could be difficult he's got a lot of language and and you know coarseness in his stuff but he also has a lot of interesting ways of taking things and one of the things i like about his commentary is he will take something and he'll just spin it right around and you think he's going one place and then he just flips it right around on you and really makes you look in the mirror um and you'd be like yeah go get him dave and there's like oh you just got me <laughs> oops and and that's what this <laughs> quote did for me so i really encourage you to to check that out on netflix that um david letterman interview with him uh it was really good uh in a lot of ways and uh, eye-opening to me because I wasn't really that familiar with him. You know, I know who he is, but I just, I'm not familiar, that familiar with his stuff. Um, so I really appreciate that. Gigi, I appreciate you coming to Hawaii uh, with me over the Zoom. Uh, next yeah. time we'll have to do it, you know, at some point we'll do it in, in real life in Hawaii. Uh, but thanks for doing this with us. The people, I got a comment from a listener just this last week. I love it when Giselle is a guest, please have her on more. Um, so really, yes. So you're, you're getting and it a fan wasn't base out Bev, there. Listener Bev. It might've been, <laughs> might not have been. I can't say, um, but I got the comment from a listener and, um, really appreciate you taking time to do this. Uh, if you, uh, listeners can take the time to go give us a rating and a review on whatever podcast you're listening to, that would be outstanding. We love to read those reviews on, um, Apple podcasts and wherever, uh, and uh, please consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. You really can make a difference in our show and make it so that we can afford to do this uh, because this is what I do for work. This is my living. So really appreciate uh, everybody who helps pay that wage um, and uh, you make it happen. So thanks a bunch, Giselle, have a great rest of your week. We'll see you when we get home from Hawaii. Um, yeah. Baby's still I'm not here, down. but um, oh. we will, uh, We'll put pictures up of the baby once the baby's here. Uh, so thanks all listeners. Uh, we really appreciate you listening and we will see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. I just realized people don't see me, and I'm like, bye. <laughs>